0: Hi, John. How are you today? Hi, Elliot. Things are good. We got uh, a little bit of snow out here in Northern Virginia and not Milwaukee cold, but it was about three degrees this morning. So we're sharing some of the weather that you guys have had.
1: If I could send it somewhere else, I would. Yeah,
0: I hear you. Uh, last week, we talked about how busy the week was because of all these reports. And this week, that trend continues. And I just think a just a quick point we always talk about how long you and I have been doing this, but I think it's important to stress that when reports come out that are directly relevant or adjacent to the landscape, that AML professionals take a look at these things and figure out, either map what the reports talk about to their own policies and procedures, or learn something about their system's gaps or strengths based on these reports. So there's a whole host of different subjects here, but I would argue they're all relevant to our community. So let's just jump into it. One of the things I just wanted to highlight, read the report yet, but I've seen the headlines. NASDAQ came out with their global financial crime report. And you can see some of this is up on LinkedIn and you can order it from NASDAQ. Just a couple points they talked about that I thought are worth mentioning. They said, $3.1 $3.1 trillion of flow of illicit funds globally and $485 billion in fraud losses globally based on their analysis. They talked to who they call anti-financial crime professionals about their greatest concerns and based on their survey, and you can check out how they approach the data and the scope and all of that, but they said 52% real time of faster payments fraud was the greatest concern Money mule activity, which we know has been on the rise, second at 47th. And then as you look down, they have terrorist financing, drug trafficking, human trafficking is at 18%. Elder abuse, still very high at 27%. Again, these are global concerns. And then just very quickly, they do have a series of other responses that folks have made. And under the category of industry collaboration, they said respondents underscored the importance of public-private partnerships, as well as private information sharing between banks to keep ahead of financial crime threats, something that obviously we not only have talked about, but that's why we worked with many others to create the AML partnership forum because of the importance of partnership. So, if you're interested in more about this Nasdaq's 2024 Global Financial Crime Report available on their website.
1: John, I want to take the opportunity that you just provided to remind folks who listen to us that if they'd like to come to the AML partnership forum this year, it's in Washington DC at the Mayflower Hotel. March 18 through 20. And if you go to amlpf.com, you can register for the event now. So we'd encourage you to do that. As you pointed out, it was created for the purpose of bringing industry and federal law enforcement together to form stronger public-private partnerships.
0: You also flagged a report that focuses on East and Southeast Asia from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. What was the highlights of of that report? They were talking about a, a number of things, but the
1: big focus is how the online and physical casinos in East and Southeast Asia have become a target for transnational organized crime organizations to infiltrate and also to test cyber attack techniques and things like that using online casinos as targets. And it's a comprehensive report. I would urge you to take a look at it. It's well worth it. They talk about, and I'll just hit a couple of the section headings here, evolution of cross-border gambling in Southeast Asia, Casino and junket-based underground banking and money laundering. So there's concern about those kinds of things. Convergence between online gambling, cyber fraud, and human trafficking. And that's a theme, I think, John, that you and I have seen coming on more and more as we talk about any one of those things, online gambling, cyber fraud, or human trafficking, how that convergence has been continuing over the last number of years and it's a significant part of the report which I would urge people to take a look at and then lastly uh, growing indication of generative AI use deep fake fraud and other malicious technology and again that's another issue that has been of
0: deep concern and uh, we're seeing more and more of it. In the terrorist financing and terrorism space you also highlighted there's a a case in New, in New York that we thought we would quickly mention.
1: Yes. Back uh, a year ago, January of 2023, a six-count indictment was issued charging Victoria Jacobs, who's an Uzbekistan native, with uh, using C to fund Syrian-based terror groups and launder supporters' contributions. And the trials has started this week. I think the thing that caught my eye more than anything else is this is a New York state case. So we've generally seen the cases that you and I have highlighted for our listeners being somewhere in the federal court system. But this is a uh, support for an act of terrorism and money laundering case under New York state law. And New York is by no means the only state that has such laws, but it's interesting the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is prosecuting this case. Uh, I think it's a, a harbinger of things to come where we'll see New York and other, at least of the bigger states, with the resources to take on these cases, even just at the state level.
0: Another issue that we continue to grapple with, and that is how legitimate charities are designed to help humanitarian groups and to get funding for utilities, water, medical supplies in conflict zones. Have difficulty because there have been some misuses of charities and some false charities created. So it's important for AML professionals to understand sort of the the scope of this. And so any report that comes out and talks about where there are issues, you need to distinguish that from legitimate use. And uh, that gets me to a report issued uh, this week from the Anti Defamation League. The title is pretty dramatic Virtual Money. Hateful reality: the cryptocurrency exchanges enabling extremist fundraising in 2023. So this is on their website, and according to the report, they tracked 15 white supremacist and anti-Semitic groups and individuals, as well as their donors, that moved at least almost 143 thousand dollars worth of crypto to and from 22 different virtual asset service providers. So the report goes into detail about that, but from the executive summary they say that besides the dollar amounts, it does include mainstream companies. Uh, The sample was limited to direct Bitcoin transactions. Of the exchanges examined, for example, Kraken processed the most extremist money with nearly 80,000 for white supremacists and neo-Nazis. And then within their sample, there's a publication called Countercurrents, uh, relied most heavily on cryptocurrency, carrying out more than 61,000 worth of those transactions. And as of December 1st, the ADL says only one of the cryptocurrency exchanges examined in the study had any policies prohibiting the funding of hate or extremism. And so the report, like like we said, examines the activity of 15 organizations, and it reflects the broader landscape of what they're calling extremist cryptocurrency use. And they recommend that cryptocurrency exchanges should engage with both civil society groups and public sector partners to produce informed, transparent policies, and that they ask governments, regulatory and government agencies to take action here. Interesting report, while the dollar amount might not seem that dramatically high, it certainly talks about something that we have seen before, and that's the concern in general, a high level about the misuse of cryptocurrency by those that are using it for illicit purposes.
1: Yeah, I think the dollar size is a result of this being a sample. And exactly, exactly. Not A comprehensive review. Uh, the other thing that about the ADL study that caught my eye was connecting it to treasure work on domestic violent extremism in response to the administration's 2021 national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. So I think it's important to remember that there is a direct connection, and in some cases they are synonymous, that extremism, domestic extremism, and domestic terrorism can be very much the same thing in some cases. Not necessarily all of the groups that were specifically cited in the ADL study, depending on what actions they've actually taken, but there's a very close connection there, and that's something that becomes a challenge for our community in terms of detection and reporting and for law enforcement on the investigation and interdiction side.
0: And just a couple of things coming up. We mentioned this last week, I wanted to point it out again that on, Gen- on January 25th, one o'clock Eastern time, we have the next edition of AML Voices webinar, Human Trafficking 2024, the US and global challenges for the financial community. We have an excellent panel Representatives from Polaris, from the private sector, and the Homeland Security are going to give us both practical advice on current challenges, but also some predicted predictions going forward. So that's important. And then by the time our conversation gets posted, you'll also see on our website and on LinkedIn and other platforms, my interview with Jim Lee. And Jim goes through some recent BSA data, but also some of the the highlights from the IRS work in 2023. Sounds good, John. As
1: always, there's plenty to talk about and plenty going on. In addition to the two things John mentioned, I'd encourage our listeners to come to our website. We work hard to make sure that there's a lot of uh, timely, pertinent, and valuable content there, both to keep you informed and also to the extent that you want to uh, use some of that in helping train your staff and things like that. So certainly take advantage of what's there. And if you have any ideas for topics that you, John and I to cover or find people to talk to about, please just reach out to us. You can reach us at AML Source, and we'll be happy to investigate those. John, you have a great uh, rest of the week and I will talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye.